Welcome, welcome, runners, joggers, walkers, and everyone in between. Dr. Mike Axler here, welcoming you to another episode of Ice Cream Hour. I hope you're having a great day so far. Today, we are lacing up our running shoes and hitting the pavement to explore the thrilling world of running, which is very on brand for this podcast. Today's episode is for those runners eyeing that ultimate goal, making the leap from conquering a half marathon to embracing the challenge of a full 26.2 mile marathon. It's not just about the extra miles, it's a mental and physical journey that demands dedication, preparation, and a shift in mindset. Trust me, if I can do it, and about 1 million per year can do it, which is still a very small amount of the population, then you can do it too. And my goal is to give you some practical advice on how to do it, as well as some support because I know firsthand the life-altering effects of accomplishing a goal that I too once thought was out of my reach. So with that, let's dive on into the episode. And just letting you know, when I was writing out this episode, I plan on it just being one but there is so much to talk about and I got really kind of carried away. So it's going to be a two or three part episode and this is episode one. But first, if you're new to the podcast, then I'm pleased to welcome you. And if you're a returning listener, then welcome back. Please subscribe if you have not yet already done so. And with that, let us begin. All right, so first section is on building mileage gradually. This is obviously the first step. It's going to be very, very important. Transitioning from a half marathon to a full marathon requires a strategic approach to gradually increase miles while ensuring the body adapts safely and effectively. Whether you're going to detail how to do this, we're going to detail how to do this in this first section. So first, build or find a structured training program. Having a structured plan is crucial for marathon preparation because it provides a roadmap that systematically prepares the body for the challenges of the full marathon distance. Further, within that structured training plan, which I can absolutely help you with and we'll detail in some further episodes, we want to make sure that we build our mileage safely so that there's incremental progress. This is important for several reasons. First is injury prevention. Incremental progression involves gradually increasing mileage allowing the body to adapt and strengthen over time. This gradual approach reduces the risk of overuse injuries commonly associated with sudden spikes in mileage. Incremental progression allows for gradual physiological adaptation. It challenges the body enough to promote uh, fitness improvements without overwhelming the system, enabling a runner's cardiovascular, muscular, and skeletal systems to adapt progressively. So if you or anyone you know has ever had stress fractures, plantar fasciitis, tendonitis, bursitis, ad libitum, the amount of injuries, right? A lot of those are overuse. So the point is to gradually build up safely and effectively. That's not only why they say to get into 5Ks before 10Ks, 10Ks before halves, and so on. Not only is it a physiological and psychological thing, but we want to make sure that we can do this safely and effectively. And we're going to be detailing all of that in future episodes. And I've also talked about that in regard to resistance training uh, in previous episodes as well. So go back and take a listen. Within this context, you'll find and soon see that it's important to increase our long runs 
slowly but efficiently. Again, this is really the key here, slowly and efficiently. Uh, what did they say in the military? Smooth is steady and steady is fast. So long runs serve as the cornerstone for building endurance. As the primary component of marathon preparation, these runs gradually condition the body to handle the sustained effort required for the full 26.2 miles. By incrementally increasing the distance of long runs, runners train their bodies to endure prolonged periods of physical exertion. Longer runs stimulate physiological adaptations in the body. They enhance the cardiovascular system by strengthening the heart, improving circulation, and increasing the body's ability to efficiently utilize oxygen. So think about having a decreased heart rate over time, right? Runners are known to have decreased heart rates. That means your heart and circulatory system is becoming more efficient. That's positive. Further, muscles adapt by overcoming and becoming more efficient at utilizing energy and buffering waste products, ultimately improving overall endurance, right? That's the idea of VO2 max, being able to more efficiently fuel your working muscles with oxygen. That's awesome. Further, long runs are not just physical, they're also mental challenges. They provide an opportunity for runners to practice mental resilience and develop strategies for managing fatigue, boredom, and the psychological hurdles that can arise during extended periods of running. This mental conditioning is invaluable on race day when the mental toughness is essential, right? So thinking about it this way, how far can you run right now? Is it a half hour? Is it one hour? Is it two hours? running for four, five, or six hours, right? The good thing is, is that with these long runs, a two-hour run, a three-hour run, a four-hour run doesn't seem as mentally taxing as it used to be. So when you can think right now, oh my gosh, I can't imagine running for 16 miles or 18 miles. How am I going to run 26.2? Trust me, as we slowly build up the miles and we're going to work on this, it becomes not as hard to tackle. So now every time I go into a marathon, I think, pfft, I've run 20 plus ultra marathons longer than 50 miles, right? And those took all day to do. A marathon, I can do that in under four hours, right? And you can get to that point too. So let's get there. Back to it. So long runs offer a testing ground for pacing strategies and nutrition and hydration plans, which will follow in the next episode. They allow runners to experiment with different paces, understand their body's responses to varying speeds, and practice fueling and hydration strategies to find what works for them best during long runs. And lastly, each successful long run completion, especially as the distance increases, boosts a runner's confidence. It demonstrates progress, reinforces the belief in one's ability to tackle longer distances, and provides a sense of accomplishment that fuels motivation for the upcoming challenge of the marathon distance. So as I've said, and as you already know, the importance of slowly stretching out that long run. And this is something I remember doing my freshman year at college, stretching out my long run from 12 to 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, and up to a marathon. Every Friday night, I was always really, really nervous about the next day, thinking, how am I going to run 14 miles? And then I would crush 14. The next week, how am I going to crush 16? And then I'd crush 16 and so on. And I remember laying awake at night one time when my roommate looked at me and he was still up studying and he goes, are you nervous for tomorrow? You have to run 18 miles. And I was so nervous I couldn't sleep, but inevitably I just got out there and I did the best that I could. I can't tell you that it was all, um, that it all felt phenomenal because it didn't, obviously there was some sort of pain and fatigue, 
But when I overcame it and at mile 14, 15, and I was still going, it felt amazing because I was like, hey, I'm 15 miles and I get it. I'm tired, but I have three miles left. Let's keep going. Even if you have to walk a little bit, that's okay. Just finish it out. And I am so excited for all of you to know what that feels like. And maybe you already do know what it feels like. Maybe you're already a marathon runner, an ultra marathon runner, who knows? But I'm excited for you to be able to tackle these challenges and move forwards. All right, so next, building up mileage slowly is also important for your recovery and adaptation to slowly increase those miles week to week for injury prevention. Recovery allows the body to repair and adapt to the stress of increased mileage. It's truly during periods of rest that muscles, tendons, and ligaments have the opportunity to repair micro tears incurred during training. Adequate recovery reduces the risk of overuse injuries such as tendonitis or stress fractures, which can result from continuous stress without sufficient rest. Further, adaptation occurs during recovery periods when the body rebuilds and strengthens tissues. Long runs and increased mileage stress the muscles, and recovery time is essential for muscles to repair and grow stronger. This adaptation makes them more resilient for future training stressors, right? So you can think about it. How can anyone run, you know, several marathons a year, right? Because you can think about that maybe after three or four miles, your bones and joints are all banged up. It's because over time you get stronger, but you have to do that safely. When I finished my very first marathon, I finished next to a guy who was finishing his 325th marathon. I, I end up knowing the guy really, really well today. He's run over 560 something. He's a great guy. I'm hoping to have him on the show. But I remember thinking like that is impossible. I met him when I was like 17, 18, and I thought that's not possible. But what I realized is that if you come back to running every single solitary day safely, effectively, you eat well, you sleep well, you hydrate well, you get enough protein to recover and sleep to recover. And again, we're going to go over all of this. Your body can become strong and resilient. And the thing is, we're built to do this, right? But you have to do it safely and effectively. So as I said, this adaptation helps to make your muscles, bones, tendons, and ligaments stronger and more resilient to stressors. Recovery allows the body to replenish glycogen stores, repair cellular damage, and restore energy levels. This is especially crucial after long runs or high-intensity workouts, ensuring the body is ready for the next training session. And lastly, on the importance of recovery in order to slowly build up mileage, central nervous system recovery. Intense or prolonged training can stress the central nervous system. Adequate recovery time helps in the restoration of the nervous system, reducing fatigue and improving overall performance during subsequent workouts. And to note on the central nervous system, uh, the central nervous system is your brain and your spinal cord. And you know the feeling when you have a fever that you feel like you just can't move, like everything just seems down-regulated. If day-to-day you have 100% energy, you get out of bed, you start walking around, you want to go to the store, you want to see a friend, you want to eat food, you want to go very, very fast throughout the day. When you have central nervous fatigue, such as when you have like a fever, you're at like, what, 20%? You know, scratching your head and getting up to brush your teeth and get water is, is a chore. So you can really fatigue your central nervous system by doing way too much exercise way too soon with way too little recovery. But the good thing is, they said, as we gradually build up our miles and we give ourselves enough room and time and energy to recover, we can reduce that overall fatigue. 
So after a long race or an interval workout, the next day you probably feel tired, like you're only operating at 90 or 80 or even 70%. We can reduce that such that we always feel 90 to 100%, but we need to safely and effectively build up, right? So next, mindset shifts associated with half marathons to full marathons, right? So there are going to be some significant mindset shift. Some key changes include, first, patience and long-term perspective. Transitioning to a full marathon requires embracing a long-term perspective. Unlike the relatively short training cycle of a half marathon, preparing for a full marathon demands a more patient and gradual approach. Runners need to understand that progress may take longer to notice, and the focus shifts from immediate gains to consistent incremental improvements over time. This is exciting though, because day to day and week to week, more progress is being made. And soon your 10 mile long runs won't feel super long anymore. So again, that's why they say life's a marathon, right? You have to really uh, buy into this and invest in your health because over the course of a 12, 16, 20 week training period, you're going to get a lot stronger, a lot faster than you ever intended, but you got to show up every day. Second, embracing the unknown. Running a half marathon might feel like an attainable challenge, but stepping up to a full marathon introduces uncertainty and pushes runners out of their comfort zones. There's a mental shift towards accepting and embracing the unknown, acknowledging that there will be physical and mental challenges beyond what they've previously experienced. Lean into this because it's in these periods of time when you refuse to back down where real growth happens. You know this. Third, mental resilience and determination. Marathon training tests mental resilience more intensely than training for just a half marathon. The longer distance demands a deeper level of determination, mental fortitude, and the ability to push through discomfort, fatigue, and doubts. Runners need to develop coping strategies to handle moments of low motivation or physical exhaustion during longer training runs. We'll talk about this in future episodes on mindset, so do not worry. During training also, this is the perfect time to test out different mindset shifts, strategies, and forms of positive self-talk. So keep that in the forefront of your mind on your next early morning, late night, or groggy run when you're not feeling particularly excited to be running. This is going to make you stronger. Fourth, increase focus on mental preparation. While mental preparation is crucial for any race distance, the mental aspect becomes even more significant in marathon training. Runners need to visualize and mentally rehearse conquering the full marathon distance, preparing themselves to handle the ups and downs they might encounter on race day. Fifth, shift in goal setting. Training for a half marathon often focus on, focuses on specific time goals or performance targets. Transitioning to a full marathon often involves a broader goal of simply completing the distance. Runners might shift their focus from setting a specific time goal to aiming for a strong and steady performance across the entire distance, recognizing that finishing itself is a significant achievement. While this can certainly change in the long run, pun intended, if you end up catching the marathon bug like many of us have, in general, I spoke about this in a previous episode as well, that right now, every time I finish a marathon, I'm just so elated to be finishing another race that I really think about my time. Yes, 
there have been times in the past and there will be times in the future when I want to PR on special occasions when I really want to push the envelope, but I've never finished a race upset or in a bad mood, which is awesome. And I'm so excited for you to be feeling that as well. So case in point, I always tell my athletes this. I tell the people in my pace group this. It's not about the time. You know, if if you're running to win the race, then go do that. But if not, just have fun, push yourself and focused on hydration, good form, being positive for you, your family, the people around you. Because when you finish a marathon, people are going to look up to you. They're going to ask you questions. They're going to envy you, right? They're going to look up to you in a certain way. And that's awesome because you can be the guiding light in people's lives for mental fortitude and toughness, right? So go do this. Like You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your friends and family. Next, increase self-awareness and listening to your body. As the training intensity and duration increase, runners need to become more attuned to their bodies. They learn to distinguish between normal fatigue and potential injury, becoming better at adjusting their training plans and recognizing when to push through discomfort and when to prioritize rest and recovery. This is something cool that a lot of my athletes have spoken with me about, and I've certainly felt this way too, that my interoception or internal feelings and how in tune with my body I am has greatly increased from running long distances. You truly learn to distinguish actual pain from mere boredom or fatigue and building this up over time can massively help you decipher when and how to pace accordingly, when you'll need water, when you need some fuel, when you just slow down, when you can build back up. So all great aspects of training in longer distances, you truly build that mind-muscle connection. Lastly, embrace the journey. Training for a marathon is as much about the journey as it is about the race itself. Runners often find a deeper appreciation for the process, learning about themselves, their strengths, and their limits. They develop a sense of pride in their dedication and commitment to the training journey, regardless of the race or regardless of the outcome. Transitioning from a half marathon to a full marathon involves a significant shift in mindset, requiring runners to, to cultivate patience, mental toughness, adaptability, and a deeper understanding of themselves as they prepare to tackle the challenges of the marathon distance. The great thing about increasing your weekly mileage to train for a full marathon is I don't think it's possible to not get some sort of mental and physical benefits with the training. It's just a natural byproduct. So it's not like you need to build up mental fortitude and a winning attitude. I honestly believe it's just a natural byproduct of pushing your limits, overcoming some level of pain and discomfort, and just proving to yourself daily that you can tackle any goal in front of you. Anyways, this episode's gone a little bit longer than I expected, and there's still a lot of points I want to cover. So this will end up being a two to three part episode on going from training from a half to a full marathon. In the next episode, what I really want to cover is fueling and hydration differences, specific training adaptations, and some race day tactics. So yeah, probably will end up being a three-part episode, but all is well. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this first episode on the benefits and what it takes to go from running your first half marathon to crushing your first full marathon. Whether you want to run one marathon, 100 or zero, it's, it's really all good. The point is, you are truly capable of way more than you ever thought. And I think training for and running marathons really squeezes that out of us and lets us know in a four-hour period or a little bit less, a little bit more, just how strong we truly are. So with that, let's wrap up today. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. I do hope you enjoyed. If you did, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. And until next time, as always, click off those miles, sign up for races, hit your PRs, and I'll see you at the, I don't know, see you at a marathon this weekend. Alrighty, see you all in the episode two.